Today's episode is brought to you by the NBA Store. A new year brings the start of a new NBA season. Suit up with the latest gear to show your support for your team. We may be sidelined from going to the arena, but that doesn't mean you can't watch basketball from your couch in style. We are teaming up with the NBA and Podgo to bring our listeners up to 75% off select items. Yes, you heard that right. Go to podgo.co slash NBA for up to 75% off select items from the NBA store. The NBA, where amazing happen. Welcome to the Ringside Rant. I'm RJ. He is Dave in the QC. Dave, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, RJ? You know, I, I think at this point, it's that time of the year where between your six inches of snow and ice and whatever out there, I think you've kind of willed it out towards me here in, uh, in Western New York, which uh, I know uh, I know some people appreciate it anyways. Yeah, I uh, being Florida and now living in the Midwest, I'm an avid hater of all things cold, especially <laughs> snow and ice. So if I can will it out anywhere... It doesn't matter where it goes, just as long as it's not here. I don't want it by me. Yeah, that and on top of obviously your your uh, vacation down to Florida getting canceled uh, last uh, last week kind of put a damper on uh, your uh, your couple couple of your days there, right? Yeah, I would have been extra pissed if I didn't go to Florida a week before that too. So at least I got one of the vacations in. But yeah, that was uh, we were really looking forward to going down and spending some time with some friends down in St. Augustine for New Year's and. Those plans got axed about three hours before flight when we were supposed to leave because of this weather. So is what it is at this point. Well, you know, that, that's why you make the big bucks, Dave. You get, uh, you know, you get to wallow in all that, uh, that misery. And, oh, well, like, well, we'll just, we'll just give up the money, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what stings the most is, is that the, the plan uh, where originally we were going down for three weeks, Mm-hmm. to stay with my mother down in Tampa where I'm originally from but uh after Thanksgiving my my grandmother hasn't been doing that well so my having to go over there and spend a lot of time with my grandparents and they're almost you know my grandfather's 90 my grandma's almost 90 mm-hmm. you know be, with everything they're kind of freaked out so my mom kind of changed plans on us and said that we couldn't come to her house because she was going to do the in-school learning with my two daughters but uh, so we, we kind of had to scramble and I, you know, I already had bought my rental car and all that stuff. So I had to make changes to my flight, which cost me money. I got charged $220 to cancel my rental car. So then, you know, I had to, we scrambled around, decided to do this St. Augustine thing instead, just use the vouchers that we got from the air, from the airlines. But uh, then I got another rental car, things like that. So then I had to cancel that rental car. You know, when this flight happened, that cost me another hundred dollars. Just, I mean, it's just adding up. It's like, good lord. So, so that, so that means, folks, go head over to ringsiderant.wellforapparel.com and check out our great apparel store. There, we got great new shirts out there. We got faces only a mother could love with both our beautiful domes on the shirt. We got coffee mugs. We got face masks. We got uh, tank tops for all you guys out there. Dave sporting the guns is. Uh, as usual probably not this time of the year when it's so cold but you know get it now while they're hot and for the uh for the wonderful summer and spring that we have so oh yeah there's some good looking stuff out there guys check it out 
you we like that definitely segue, use huh? the money because after all this, I'm I'm gonna be so broke I can't pay attention. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's great to be back with the uh, with Josiah and the Four Apparel team over there. So uh, check it out. You know, if there's something that you guys want, I know we're in the in talks about getting some hats um, out there too. So if you guys want something that we don't have on that store, certainly drop a drop a line to Dave or myself. And uh, we'll be able to hook you guys up. We're looking for hopefully those uh, two or three women that actually possibly will listen to the show. Uh, we can get some women's shirts out there too. So yeah, it, it'll be a challenge to see if I can even get my wife to listen to this. <laughs> well, I, I know the, the one that we tried to do before uh, that, uh, you know, she listened to. So at least, Hey, it, it's a start. You listen to the bad show. Now she can listen to the good part, right? Well, I, I was down here listening to it. She came down. It was just playing on my phone. She's like, why does it sound like you're in a tunnel? <laughs> uh it's it's an old school the old school i know i don't know if every anybody's old enough to remember but those old uh the uh tin cans on the string thing yeah that's about what it was it was terrible <laughs> well hopefully this will sound better we did a test run last night so hopefully this will sound better for all you guys out there uh and first before we get started and you know i, I speaking for myself i don't know about you dave but i just want to thank a few people out there you know Efren, being one of the guys out there, Jay-Z, all those guys from Saved by the Pod for being um, outside of Timmy, of course, because Timmy's just in his own world, but just being very forthcoming and helping out with getting this off the ground as far as tips and suggestions and stuff like that. Smart-ass Joe as well. Got to give him a shout out too. Yeah, smart-ass Joe's great, but uh, to everyone, yeah. Efren was great with this. You know, I bounced a lot of things off him and talked to him a lot about doing this podcast and different things that we should do, shouldn't do, things like that. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should check him out. It's at Efren Blackjack. It's E-F-R-E-N Blackjack. You guys should check him out. He's a really good dude. He's also with uh, Saved by the Pod, one of the greatest podcasts out there. So if you're not checking out that, you should as well. Um, but that's just one of those things, you know, it's great to have friends and things like that that you can bounce this kind of stuff off of. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And they're all, they drop every, every Tuesday at 6 AM. So go give them a subscription wherever you get podcasts and you know, Paulie B and Timmy, as much as we give Timmy, Timmy, hell, he's a good, he's a good dude deep down. You oh, go I love Timmy too. I actually got something for him. I got to ship to him <laughs> that he's going to be super excited about. So, you know, you got to go pretty deep to get the kindness, but it, it's there. You just got to go, you got to go fairly deep into there. It's all behind that uh, skyline chili. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyways, before, like I say, want to get that out of the way. Thanks to everybody for coming in and tuning in this week. Ringside rant fans. It is now time for RJ and Dave to throw down their opinions on what's hot around the world of professional wrestling, sports, and pop culture and is scheduled for a 10 minute time limit. It's the opening contest. Big thanks to Mr. Rich Palladino for doing these drops for us. That is our first one that we had uh, from him. So, Dave, the new year brings possibly a new wrestling community. You know, with all the COVID stuff that we got going on, we have the unfortunate passing of Mr. Brody Lee. Uh, pretty much all of 2020 was a constant uh, discussion or argument about aligning yourself with certain promotions, one versus the other. For example, the, the Wednesday night wars between NXT and AEW. There's still so much wrestling out there between, you know, New Japan, Impact, WWE main roster. 
if the recent unfortunate, like I said, the unfortunate passing of Brody Lee would teach us anything. It is that uh, wrestling is for everybody and we should really come together and not separate as individuals. Uh, what are your thoughts, uh, thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it's exactly that. And um, unfortunately with Brody Lee's passing, you know, you, you still get just the bullshit from people about who did what better, you know, who celebrated his life better, who didn't do enough. And it's just like, can we just for a minute throw this all aside and let's just watch what they're, they're offering us, you know, and enjoy the fact that we got what we got out of Brody Lee for the years that we got him. Cause he was a great wrestler. He's a great athlete, you know, seemingly a great person, you know, let's just celebrate that and let's not bicker about what Vince McMahon did and what he did wrong or what another wrestler did or what they did wrong or how great AEW's tribute was because it really was, you know, let's just stop for a second and everybody just take a, a chill pill because it seems like everybody's got to be angry about something, no matter what, you know, instead of everybody just jumping out of their skins and, Oh my God, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. Just let's just take for a second and enjoy the things they did do. I mean, he, he was with the, you know, WWE for 10 years. They did a, the little tribute at the beginning and then, you know, they didn't do the 10 bell salute. The very first thing that came out of Drew McIntyre's mouth was it's Monday. You know what that means? That right there was a direct tribute to Brody Lee and you got him all throughout the night. It, it, it's not something that people need to just be complaining about and just enjoy what they are doing. Because I mean, this was already tough enough for a lot of these guys. So, you know, they're going out, they're doing their thing while, you know, remembering one of their best friends at the same time. And we should enjoy that. Let them do it their way. I mean, what AEW did on Wednesday night was awesome. That was a great show. It's something that you can do in these times because we know the aspect of wrestling, you know, like in the eighties, they could never do something like that because, you know, people still believed in the, the realness of all of it, but let's enjoy what we do get. Let's, stop comparing everything it's always every week you see people comparing the dynamite ratings to the nxt ratings and then you have people come in and you know promote the raw and smackdown ratings it who cares at this point there's so many different ways to watch it that it doesn't even matter i don't watch either one of them you know the whole way through when they're on dynamite or nxt or raw i'm not going to sit there and watch all that at one time so I, I pick it up throughout the week through Hulu, through, you know, DVR, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. People are going so crazy over this and it makes no sense. People need to step back and relax. Yeah, this is something that with the show I did last week here on the Ringside Rant with Russ and, and Sean from, uh, from the Close Fist podcast. We just to ended it, to end the show, we just, Russ mentioned that this is going to make the wrestling community even stronger, even better through adversity, through, through sorrow going to make it better and we're going to start seeing that we really are because as much as at this point it's just rumor and innuendos because we don't know what happens behind the scenes with vince whether he said yeah we can't do armbands for brody or whatever we still saw bro armbands between sasha and bailey and we saw xavier do it we saw yeah, Co- biggie had one as well yeah exactly so and i found it and it popped me so hard last uh on friday for smackdown where his promo that Brody did, or not, excuse me, 
Brody, that uh, Big E did let backstage where he's talking about little uh, from Rome to Rochester with little Amanda's and little uh, Nolan's. That was his own shout out to the Huber family. And I popped for that. And those that listen to the show know how close to the situation that I am and was with Brody being local to me. I'm not going to get into it now. You can go back and listen to last week's show for that. But uh, this era is going to be known as a pandemic era. And we're going to look back on this and laugh at it because people are so close-minded. Hey, I'm an AEW guy. I'm an NXT guy or a girl, whatever. You don't have to be. There's so much. We got New Japan with uh, coming out tomorrow morning at 3, 4 in the morning, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom. I'm not going to, I can't watch it live because I'm, I'm up at four o'clock to go to work, but there's New Japan, there's Impact, there's all these other great promotions that you can watch. You can watch independent wrestling. You know what I mean? Wherever you are in the country, you have the IWTV app or system or whatever that you can watch. Don't be so close-minded, people. Like what you like, yes, but at the end of the day, don't constantly crap on one another if they like something else. And I mean, that's it. I was so excited to have AEW come in. You know, I flew out and went to the first show in Vegas. But I had forgotten about how much crap you dealt with. You know, remember the Monday Night Wars growing up with Raw and Nitro and everything. And I mean, I was a fan of WCW and WWF at the time. I don't I, I never understood why you so many people would only watch one or the other like it mattered. It just to me, it didn't matter. It's, it's wrestling. Let's watch it. It's on. Yeah, no, because I, I, I had. I had to have the option because I, I, I grew up watching um, Money Nitro. And I was, like I said, I've been fortunate enough to have, I was fortunate enough to have one of those big ass satellite dishes in my backyard for my grandmother. She did a line to our house, but my parents didn't want me to watch Monday Night Raw because it was that I was, Christ, I was young enough where it mattered. But, you know, now going back and watching it, but you didn't have to choose then. It was either one or the other. Now there's just so much. So just don't be, you know, as close minded. Another bit of news that we saw this week, he's a guy that both you and I are familiar with. He's the outlandish Ziggy Dice. He is now a free agent, former television, or excuse me, former NWA television champion. He's been very vocal on when his contract is expires, and it expired as of, I believe it was uh, January 1st. Uh, that it expired but where do you think he's going to end up you know do you think he's going to stay with the NWA or do you think he's going to have this contract where he can pretty much go wherever he wants between you know an ROH to NXT or excuse me ROH to AEW to New Japan or whatever where do you think he's going to end up well I was kind of shocked when I you know I started seeing his countdown towards the his contract expiring because I thought I had read something, you know, six, eight months ago where he had come to terms with the NWA and they let him go when he was still, you know, the NWA television champion. So it was during this pandemic. But I mean, I could have sworn I read that somewhere because it kind of shocked me because, you know, Ziggy Dice had become one of the stars of the NWA uh, with their NWA power on YouTube. And I got my start, you know, recognizing him by listening to the Jay-Z Flair show when they did their interview with him and come to find out like he was at the time living right here where I live. So, you know, that, that gave me a keen interest in him. 
And then just to see him and see what he does and his outlandish personality, you know, he was a great star. So I loved it. But I would have to say, like, because he's a Seth Rollins guy, trained with Seth Rollins, apparently he's friends with Seth Rollins. I'm going to have to think he ends up in NXT WWE at some point. That's that's my guess. Yeah, that's probably his best bet. I, I think he's going to be uh, – NXT is the best option for him right now, I think, uh, just for his character if he stays with the outlandish character. Exactly. But then – but that's the whole thing is are they going to let him keep that character? Right. So Who knows at this point? They, they may – with NXT, they may. I doubt WWE would let him. Let them have that character. They'll probably want to uh, to buy it or patent it or trademark it or whatever the case, proper word for it is, though. So for those of you out there that are old enough to remember this game, uh, Farmville, which was strictly on Facebook, which had 32 million daily active users at its peak, will be shutting has shut its doors, has shut down as of December 31st, as we're listening right now. Uh, the game helped transform uh, Facebook from just a place where you went to, you know, shoot the shit with your friends to basically eating up family time and destination playing this game. Um, the game that was created by, I want to say, Z- uh, Zynga or whatever. I can't pronounce that name, but you know who you are. Uh, came to life in June of 2009. So it had a very, very big long run for being a, a digital game, but it nearly reached over 85 million players overall, Dave. I don't know if you've ever played this game, but I know I have way back in the day when I actually had time. <laughs> No, I never played it. Uh, I never really used Facebook for playing games. I used Facebook as my own little personal playground and just all my dumb. Uh, and that's time. I know it's been, and it was something different this week. We got time. <laughs> the rules for the contest are as follows. RJ and Dave will face off with each other's five topics for the week on a rotating basis, with each topic having a three-minute time limit. At the end of the three minutes, when the bell rings, the topic is complete and we will move on to the next topic. It is now time for Rants and Raves. Dave, you want to kick it off with our Rants and Raves? Yeah, I got it. Uh, So question number one here, Royal Rumbles right around the corner from WWE. Who are your picks for the men's and women's Royal Rumble winners and why? So my picks for the Royal Rumble winner this week, this excuse me, this week, this year, excuse me, uh, for the men's, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan, uh, just strictly for the fact that I think they're going to want to get him some sort of uh, one more heavyweight title run in him. I know we saw it from him when he came back after being off for so long. He's just those guys where he's just that fan, that fan favorite, that. Uh, that we, de- that we really want, that we desperately need at this point. Uh, and at this point, he is the guy from SmackDown. And I think we really want to see another feud with him and, and Roman. Whether we're going to see him upset Roman or not, we really don't know. He may choose to go over to Raw and face, you know, the likes of Drew McIntyre, if he is champion at that time, who knows? But, you know, Dan Ryan has always played a big, big role in my, uh, my wrestling fandom. Uh, so Daniel Bryan, he's probably gonna be that little 
kind of a little that underdog pick, I think. Uh, for the women's, I'm going to go with Bianca Belair because we've seen that she's been up and down, up and down and around NXT to the main roster uh, as far as the booking goes. But this will be that moment that she rightfully deserves and will get at the Royal Rumble uh, just because she is probably one of the most athletically gifted women on the roster, uh, you know, as of right now. I'm not saying she's the most athletic. That's for me anyways. That's only one for that is obviously with Charlotte. She is probably the best athletically in the ring in the women's division. And some may say the whole roster, uh, but Bianca Belair, she's a fan favorite. I think from a lot with a lot of people out there, male and female, she needs that push. She need, I think she needs this more than a lot of the women out there to get that push to that main roster, push to that WrestleMania moment uh, that, uh, you know, that, that she's worked so hard for it and that she deserves, really. She's in that shape. She will basically, she can beat anybody pretty much. Uh, so with that, you know, Daniel Bryan, Bianca Belair, who knows what will happen. We're, it's down the road. I believe it's the 31st of January. Uh, they're going right from... Uh, from Tampa there at, uh, at the uh, ball field there in Tampa. So it'll be interesting to see what we have uh, to, to do with that Royal Rumble. All right, David, it's your turn. On this date, 26 years ago, Arn Anderson's last championship run began when he defeated Johnny B. Bad for the World Television Championship. He would lose it six months later to the Renegade, but I want to get your thoughts on his last championship run. Yeah, I mean, that that WCW television championship was a big deal back in the 80s and early 90s. And, I mean, it was a major title. Uh, a far cry from the the Eric Bischoff days, the you know, the of the, the Monday Night Wars, that television title became just a, a secondary laughing stock almost, but or, or probably just a wrestler builder. But, you know, I, I remember when Arn Anderson beat Johnny B. Bad for that title. Uh, you know, I still thought that title meant something at that point in time. Uh, I was, I mean, I was never a huge Arn Anderson fan as a kid because, you know, I didn't like the Hills. Like, you know, I think I was 13 at the time of that. But, I mean, as I got older, I grew to appreciate the greatness that is Arn Anderson. So, and what he was able to accomplish, you know, in his years in the NWA and WCW and with winning that title. You know, I, I myself was ecstatic when Renegade beat him for that title. Uh, but that's neither here nor there because Renegade was god-awful, you know, when you go back and look at those. But when they brought him in back in that February Super Brawl, or what was it, not Super Brawl, uh, uncensored pay-per-view back in March of 95, you know, as, under the guise of the Ultimate Warrior, you know, I was, oh, my God, the Ultimate Warrior's back. But it was this other guy who was, whoo. Worse than the Ultimate Warrior, if you could even say that. Right. But, uh, I mean, I, I thought it brought a little legitimacy to the belt, you know, having somebody like Arn Anderson win it. I, I, me I remember at one point when he was the champion over that time at that uncensored – or one of those pay-per-views, he lost like a boxing and wrestling match against Johnny B. Bad. That was terrible. Boxer versus wrestler type gig. But, I mean, 
you got to love everything Arn Anderson now, like when you can go back and appreciate the greatness that was, how smooth he was in the ring, how everything just flowed. So, I mean, I like having titles that mean something. I think that's what the wrestling world is missing now. So we, we need to get better at that. Yeah, Arn Anderson was one of those hidden gems that, you know, rightfully – rightfully deserved a uh, those title runs in WCW and early back in the NWA days you know if I could give my two cents in this here but it's great to you know especially with the iron show over there and ad free shows and wherever you get podcast is you know get those stories behind this man you know what I mean and that was one of those stories where he won the television title uh for the first time or for the one of the times and then obviously lost it to the renegade. But, you know, at this point, you know, it was one of those things where they're kind of dipping their toes in that water to see if that was even, <laughs> that was even feasible. But with that being said, we're going to hit the bell one more time for our next topic. And our next topic is, I got I to go, I got to go through all these papers over here, Dave. It's unreal. You know, I'm not used to having all these papers over here. You know? uh, I, I'm, I'm a detail oriented kind of guy. I, I like to have everything <laughs> Written and out. I want it to flow smoothly. Oh no, I do too. I'm like now I feel now I know how Timmy feels with that stupid spiral notebook with all those crappy crap notes or shit notes or whatever the, the hell he shit calls notes. Them. Yep. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, you you hit on this last week, but I, I think it's worth going over again. You know, the wrestling world was absolutely shocked a few days ago with the sudden passing of AEW wrestler and former TNT champion Brody Lee. And I I know that you were such a big fan, so I just wanted to say what was one of your favorite Brody Lee moments. Obviously, we're with the time strength or restraint we have on here, go back and listen to last week's episode. But the few that I actually hit did, they're more of a personal experience with him, is meeting him numerous times. The first match that I called commentary for on the independent scene out here in Rochester, the now defunct promotion, but was his match versus Cloudy versus Cheech. And those of you that aren't familiar with that, go Google each and every one of them because they uh they're great three great three of the best workers on the indie circuit at that time uh and then meeting him for the first time sharing a locker room with him sitting there and i'm not i wasn't one that would actually go to his house and you know hang out with him or whatever that was more strictly for for the boys but going to the you know fireman's carnival that i worked when i was a volunteer fireman and seeing him come in with Amanda, and I can't remember his buddy's name at this time, but going up to him and just saying, hey, I, excuse me, you know, just giving him the respect that he, need, he, that he deserved and saying, hey, I just want to, you know, appreciate what the work that you've done. You know, I've been following you, been working, worked with you years ago and, you know, gave him the whole, the gimmick handshake and all that stuff that most rest, that wrestlers do, as you know. And, you know, handed him about two or three beers and said, hey, drinks are on me. If you want anything else, come see me. Thank you very much. And we, you know, and we kind of shot the shit for a little bit there, too. One of the nicest, if not the nicest guys that I've ever, ever met. Uh, very humbled. Um, I said, hey, do you mind? I just I would like I would like to get a picture with you if that's all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. My Amanda can do it. Amanda takes great pictures. Don't worry about it. And that's one of the pictures that I posted on Twitter at underscore ringside rant um, when, um, when the news broke of his unfortunate passing, but just some sort of like insight to that, you know what I mean? Cause a lot of the, a lot of the stuff you're going to hear is a lot of the boys, you know, those matches that we saw, 
those experiences that we saw when he won the IC title from Dolph Ziggler, that historical ladder match that he had. And then fast forward to AEW where he had that, the match with Cody's with Cody that he had. Was that ladder match? Was that WrestleMania 31? No, was that, that the... was um, TLC 2014. Okay. I know um, he was in the one at WrestleMania 31. That was a hell of a ladder match too. Yeah. 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 And then he won the tag team titles with him and Rowan at WrestleMania shoot, 34, maybe. But, and, but anyways, it was just those those little things that, that, that I remember of him and I'll take with him the rest of my life. So we're going to uh, always remember the good from him, a generally nice guy that strictly nobody can say anything bad about. And you don't see that at all really uh, nowadays in the wrestling business. So while we're on the topic of AEW, can you give me, I know it's gonna be difficult, but can you give me one AEW 2021 bold prediction? Yeah, I think, you know, with AEW and the way they're growing, my bold prediction right now is that, you know, by the end of the year of 2021, that AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays will draw more than 1 million viewers every single week. Uh, right now, they seem to be around floating around the, the 700,000 number uh, every week, if you look at ratings that get posted by some of the dirt sheet writers. But I, I think that as the company continues to grow as the, the names that might not be familiar to so many of the fans in the United States, uh, as they start to grow more and more, cause we're now in, you know, a year and three months into this whole AEW dynamite thing. I think it's going to continue to grow with the likes of the the John Moxleys and the Chris Jericho's that are helping build this company up and with you know the Kenny Omega's and the Cody Rhodes. But you're going to get those Hangman Adam Page, MJF. These guys are legitimate future superstars. Uh Eddie Kingston is unbelievable on the microphone. He is a huge asset to that roster. So I think it, as these guys get more coverage and, you know, AEW becomes a little bit more, I won't say mainstream because, I mean, WWE is mainstream now, but AEW is really growing. So I think that we will see the numbers continue to climb as, you know, they, they, they peaked out their first couple weeks, you know, a million and a half, whatever. And then they're down to 700,000 or so every week. But I, I think it's going to grow another few hundred thousand every week. I, I truly think that they will get over a million every week. You know, sometime in 2021, it'll it'll start to hit. And they're putting out a good product. I mean, not everything they do is great, like some of the AEW fanboys say or something like that. But, I mean, they're really doing a good job for, a, for a, such a young company. And I, I know they have a great financial backing, and that's going to help. But – I mean, keep doing a good job, get that stuff out there. And I mean, the product's just going to continue to grow and get better. Yeah. And we've seen them, like you say, we see them flirt a little bit with, uh, you know, right around that 700, 800, 900,000 um, viewers a, a week. But I, I'll definitely, I can definitely see that happening, Dave. I, I uh, hopefully I'll see that happening because I think, like you said, they have that financial background, they have, that fan base and I keep on trying to act ask people like how are they how are they pulling this much down when you know NXT sometimes is the better product 
Sometimes. Yeah, and I agree. I, I, I'm a huge fan of NXT, but I think once the live crowds come back, that's really going to benefit AEW. Yeah, without question. Without question on that. With our next topic, I'll shoot it over to you, Dave. All right, we're going to do something a little bit different here. Starting this week, NFL playoffs are right around the corner. Who are your picks to win the AFC and NFC and your eventual NFL Super Bowl champions? So a lot of these people that, that know me know me very well and will respect my decisions on this. Probably some of you will probably laugh at me, but I am going to pick, this is a total homer pick for me. I'm going to pick my Buffalo Bills to win the AFC. <laughs> Shocky, I know. See, there you go. I, I knew that was going to happen. I knew I was going to get you. What, I'm not, what you probably aren't going to realize, whether it be you or a lot of our listeners out there, I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to come out of the NFC. As much as I don't like Tom Brady at times, I have to respect him. He turns it on right there every year during the playoffs, no matter what. Obviously, this is the first year he's not with the, the Patriots. So I can't really say that every single year, any, every team he's been on. But he turns it on. He's a different person. He's a different quarterback. However, whatever age he is, whether he's younger, whether he's old, obviously he's older now. He turns it on. He's a different person. But, you know, with that being said, you have Buffalo coming out of the AFC. You got Tampa coming out of the NFC. I'm going to pick my Buffalo Bills to be your Super Bowl champions. As, as a huge Tampa Bay fan, and anybody that knows me and follows me on Twitter, you know, you see my, my Bucks bar being from Tampa. I mean, I, I would love to see the Bucks make the Super Bowl. I don't see it happening. Uh, I don't think Tom Brady's where he used to be. And I don't think the Buccaneers have a good enough defense to get him there. But, I mean, I'd take it. I, yeah, I grew up a Buffalo fan. I was a Buffalo Bills fan until I moved to Tampa in 1995 uh, and actually had a team living, you know, team in my hometown. But I don't see it happening. I, I'd love to see that. Obviously, I'd love to see the, re- the results be Tampa Bay over the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. But if anybody besides Tampa has to win it, I would absolutely love to see Buffalo get it. Well, you know, and that's why we gel so well, Dave, because you are, we'll say a former Buffalo Bills fan, a current Tampa Bay fan. I won't, I won't hold that against you. you know, if yeah, you want- I, when I grew up in North Carolina originally, I mean, we didn't have anything. My brother was a Redskins fan. Mm-hmm. I was a Bills fan. My, my grandma has family up in Buffalo. They live up in the area. So she was always a Bills fan. So that made me a Bills fan. You know, and we're talking about the, I was there for all four Super Bowl losses in a row. I was a big Jim Kelly fan. You know, Bruce Smith, all those guys, Thurman Thomas, love those teams. But, I mean, it, you know, as I got a little bit older, you know, and then I ended up moving to live with my dad in Florida, we had season tickets to the Buccaneers. And, I mean, they became my all, my, my end all be all. Love them. And I, I can never leave them now. But as a yeah. kid, I was a huge Bill. Yeah. As you, as you can tell behind me here, I got the, the whole, the Buffalo Bills sign. I got the hat going. I, I never not wear the Bills, Bills garb. Uh, I think my grandmother would probably roll roll around in her in her grave right now, and I, and yeah, I know I, you can point to that FSU stuff all you want. You can point to that Charlie Ward jersey behind you if you want. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're just probably impressed. I know that's Charlie Ward, even though he went to play basketball, right? That's how good he was. He could do well, that. No, he was. He was. And I remember actually. Side note, and then we'll get to the next topic, but. I remember watching him play football against Notre Dame. As you can tell over here, I got the Notre Dame play like a champion sign behind me. I know it's a, great for an audio podcast, but uh, 
remember watching him play basketball and football against Notre Dame. And he was just, he's an outstanding athlete. Period. I, I so wish that Nebraska had lost sometime during the season that year, of the 93 Florida yeah. State National Championship. So we could have gotten Notre Dame, Florida State too for the, for the real national championship that year. Oh yeah. And I, and I think when you say, when you say Florida State, you know, a lot of people are going to say Deion Sanders, but Charlie Ward's a very close second. Uh, I think a lot of people say Deion Sanders who aren't Florida State fans. Uh, Deion Sanders is great, but Charlie Ward is everything Florida State. And I mean, he's he's end all be all to Florida State fans. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. And, and it, it pains me to say that because I don't like Florida State by any means. But anyways, that's that's another topic for another time. But with the new year, like we said, comes New Year's resolutions. Some people do them, some people don't do them. That's like I said. That's bar all being all about. What should the WWE's New Year's resolution be for 2021? A better product. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny to say, but SmackDown has been pretty decent lately. Monday Night Raw is unwatchable. And I think the first problem with Raw is that it's three hours, and that is too damn long to watch every Monday. It really drags the show out. I mean, I, I got into a little spat with some clown on Twitter a couple weeks ago saying this. The first thing WWE needs to do is cut that shit back, make it two hours. And he's, what about all the wrestlers that won't get on TV? There, there's plenty of, of opportunity to get yourself on TV. I mean, you talk about the heyday of wrestling. Monday Night Raw was two hours. Uh, Monday Nitro was two hours and eventually they went three hours. And I think that was one of the undoings of Monday Nitro was it got to three hours and it was too damn long. So I understand where people come from in terms of advertising and the money they make and this, that, and the other. I get it. But the show Monday Night Raw should be two hours. It is way too long. Uh, if they want to figure something else out, go for it. But you got to have it be a shorter show. And I mean, stuff gets, it's, it gets drawn out. So I, I'd like to see uh, it get a little bit more exciting. I mean, I understand there's limitations with way they can do certain things as they're geared towards children again or, and whatnot. And supposedly USA Network has come out and said we want edgier content and not in terms of the sexuality that we got, you know, in the late 90s. But I think more in terms of edgier storylines, like what we might get with with The Fiend and uh, – you know, with the whole being being burnt to a crisp type deal and Randy Orton's gig. So I, I'm hoping we get something a little bit more adult-oriented there. But it, there's got to be something. I mean, WWE is god-awful right now. And coming from somebody who was a huge WWE fan his whole life, that that's really saying something, that I can go months and months and months and never watch one minute of Raw and not think I didn't miss anything where I used to literally watch every minute of Raw and Nitro, no matter what, that I just don't care anymore. And, I mean, it's the same thing with SmackDown. I, I've never watched SmackDown live on a Friday. I, it's a Friday. I'm out drinking and doing things. But, I mean, it's it's got to – there's nothing that really draws me in anymore. Every I used to treat every Monday like it was WrestleMania. So, WWE has got to bring the excitement back. And I don't know if that means – Vince needs to go, but I've been saying it for a few years now. I think Vince needs to, to pass the reins. So I, I really want to see Triple H take over because I think NXT is far and away 10 times better than anything WWE puts out right now. 
And I'd like to see his hands on the current product and what he could do with it. Perfect timing. Perfect timing, Dave. It's like, you know what you're doing. All right. So uh question for you here, RJ is when it comes to championships and wrestling organi- organizations, when is enough enough? Should WWA do away with having multiple world champions and singles and tag team wrestling? So when, uh, peek behind the curtain whenever you uh whenever we get to do this format we always give it to each other enough ahead of time so we can figure out what we want to say what i came up with i got two options and you guys listening and dave you can figure out which one you like better and go with that because this is a constant topic that a lot of wrestling fans yourself myself everybody else that's listening has you know talked about it one way or another option one i have one champ one heavyweight champion or excuse me, one champion in general, whether it be a heavyweight champion, mid-card champion, whatever. One champion, one male champion, one tag champion, one women's champion on each brand. So still have the different brands, have Raw and SmackDown, but have one male champion, one women's champion, one tag champion. That could run into issues because, you know, where are we going to put these guys, these mid-card guys? You know, they may not be heavyweights. They may not be this. They may not be that. I see that, but the other option that I came up with is one heavyweight champion, an intercontinental champion, a tag champion, and a women's champion, but have no brand supremacy, no brand lock. People are going back and forth between brands, the old way of doing it. Me personally, I like the option two, but option one, if you wanna keep that brand supremacy, that brand divide still have that competitiveness. That's one way of doing it because I just think, and I know you probably feel the same way, Dave is there's just too many damn championships. There's, there's just way too much. And I think it really started. I'm not saying this specifically, but I really think it started with the women's tag team championships. I mean, you want to get the women out there. I get it, but have them fight over one title. That's going to make it even better. You're going to see other women's wrestlers fight over one two championships one on smackdown one on raw i love tag team champion don't get tag team wrestling don't get me wrong but when you're just throwing championships out there to throw championships out there that that's when you know i think it really started to go downhill but i think the athletic ability there is there for the women they just need to fight over one specific championship uh being on raw and being on smackdown I kind of, I kind of wish they'd just do away with the rosters to begin with. Just have one roster. You got multiple shows, one roster. People can get on, you know, whatever. When we grew up, Hulk Hogan wasn't on every single show. Roman Reigns doesn't need to be on every single show. So that's I, I want to see one roster. Get rid of, you know, you have a world champion, you have an intercontinental champion. I think they need a network champion and get rid of everything else. Yeah. And like I said, women's wrestling is, and here's another, here's another sneak behind the curtain. Women's wrestling is going to be better than men's wrestling this year. This is something, this is a topic we'll have to bring up on a future show yeah. to continue this. Yeah. Because this is some, definitely something that we can uh, elaborate more on. We've seen the addition of Kenny Omega to impact teaming up with the good brothers, Gallows and Anderson versus Rich Swan and the Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns uh, coming up soon, I believe, 
in a couple of weeks on Saturday for impact hard to kill, make impact relevant at this point, because you're starting to see this cross branding from AEW to impact. Not really. Uh, I think impact was most relevant when it was TNA back in the day. Uh, you know, the, the, the early stages when it was on pay-per-view every week and then they got the uh, Spike TV deal or whatever it was at the time, and all the way up through the Hulk Hogan run. I think after Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff left, I think it kind of died. Uh, and I don't really see how this revitalizes it. I, I would like to. I, I think uh, the likes of Rich Swan, the Good Brothers, I mean, that there's some amazing talent in Impact. But I can honestly tell you I've never watched a single second of Impact Wrestling since it's been impact on access TV or whatever it is. Uh, and that's probably my own fault. I probably should try and check some of this stuff out, but I don't know. I, I Kenny Omega is a big name to a lot of wrestling fans internationally. I don't think so as much, you know, in the United States. Uh, I think being with AEW and now being the AEW world heavyweight champion is going to grow his name. And I think it will do some good business for Impact, but I don't think long-term that it's really going to change much. Uh, I, I kind of really wish that the Good Brothers would have ended up in AEW instead of Impact, but it is what it is at this point. Uh, I think Gallows and Anderson are two of the greatest workers out there, and, and they're a really fun tag team. So them working with Kenny Omega could be pretty cool to see, but I just don't know how many people are actually going to see it. So uh, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope it helps impact grow because, I mean, I love wrestling. The more the merrier. Let's get everything out there and let's, you know, I want all these guys to make as much money as they can and do great things. But, I mean, I, I don't know. At, at some point in time, enough's going to be enough, though. Fans can only watch so much. So it, it's hard enough trying to catch up, you know, on all the WWE, NXT stuff and all the AEW stuff to really go out for more. I, I, th I think it would have been – you know, there's got to be some type of working relationship there between the two companies. And I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what, what that is. Because I think in, in order to get Impact really out there, they're going to need to bring more than Cyrus or whatever is Don, Don Callis to AEW. They're going to need to bring some of their AEW wrestlers over, or excuse me, Impact wrestlers over to AEW. Yeah, I think, like you said, you're, I'll reiterate on that too, is, you know, it's hard to find Impact now. You know, you can find them on Twitch, you can find them on Access, but... You got you have to go out of your way to find them, and I think that's really been hard for a lot of wrestling fans to try and find them. Obviously, with social media, YouTube, you can get the highlights and all that stuff, but sometimes you really need to watch the stuff live. So, so shoot over to you, Dave, for our last topic of this this segment. All right, we're going to do a little different this week. Last topic, we're both going to answer. So, uh, I'll start with you. Any surprise person to hold gold in twenty twenty one in any promotion? My one person is coming from AEW. He is a Rochester native. He's Trent Beretta, or you can all know him as Trent question mark. He will hold heavyweight championship gold in AEW in 2021. You've seen a little bit of things that okay it's potentially going to be breaking the best friends up we don't know yet but Trent Beretta is 
has been all over. He's one of those top guys there that really, you know, deserve that heavyweight, that single push. Uh, but he has the look, he, he can talk, he can pretty much do anything in that ring that anybody else can do and more. Um, but you know, my, my pick there is, uh, is definitely for, for Trent Beretta. That'd be pretty neat to see. I remember watching him wrestle for Florida championship wrestling, what NXT turned, you know, Florida championship wrestling turned in NXT. Right. I remember watching him in a warehouse in Tampa, Florida. That's where they used to do the Florida championship. Right, right. Wrestling I remember that. Tapings. Yeah. We used to go every Thursday to those for five bucks. Yeah. It was well, awesome. No, and, and, and I've met him a couple of times. He did a couple indie shots up here in Rochester with the promotion that I work for. And I've met him a couple of times. And, you know, he's one of those guys where, you know, he's one of those nicest guys too. You know, obviously <laughs> you could probably push comes to shove. He could probably really turn on you and pretty quickly, but regardless. But what's, uh, who's your, your one pick for Holden uh, Gold this year in 2021? I'm going to I'm going to think outside the box a little bit here and go so, go a completely different direction than you. You say Tremperetta. I'm going to say CM Punk. Hmm. Which promotion? I think CM Punk returns to the World Wrestling Entertainment or I don't even know if they go by that anymore. WWE. <laughs> I think that's the only place for him. Yeah. Uh I I I don't really want to see Punk in AEW. Uh nothing against AEW at all as I love it, but I want to see Punk return to WWE. I'd like to see Punk as a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think that would really get people talking. I think with the low ratings, WWE needs to do something. And I think that they need to offer Punk whatever it is that Punk wants. You get him in there, he wins the Royal Rumble, he gets to main event WrestleMania, and you give him the payday that he deserves because CM Punk carried this company for a couple of years and he was a great champion. And I think that he should have been high, you know, main eventing WrestleManias and things like that, which he also thinks. Uh, so I think WWE needs to go out on a limb, get CM Punk, pay him what he's due and what he's worth and get him in WrestleMania and win a title. Ding, ding, ding. I actually, I, I dig that. I dig that. You know, those rumors are there that he's coming back and this and that, but you know, I, I just I don't know if they'll do it without a crowd there. That's the only that's the whole so thing. You know, and, and this will be another topic for another time, but they're comparing that to the rock, you know, rock and Roman. You never know, but they're gonna want it. He's not gonna want to come back in front of no fans. I can guarantee you that. That was our rants and raves for this week. Now we're gonna shoot it over to our listener question of the week. The following contest is scheduled for 10 minutes and revolves around you. It's listener questions. Today's question comes to us from the chicken champ himself, Mr. Jay-Z Flair. If you could collect any three items, whether it be belts or ring gear, pretty much anything to you know add to your collection, what would you pick? Three items, Jay-Z. I, I would have to go with who I kind of see as the three greatest wrestlers of all time. Uh, number one would be Hulk Hogan. I would like to have a, a real, legit, ring-worn Hulk Hogan championship title belt. And I would have to say I would want that belt to be the winged eagle. Uh, that's the one that I am synonymous with, with Hulk Hogan. 
uh, and I'd like to have one of those belts signed by Hogan. I already have obviously Hogan merchandise signed and stuff because I'm such a big fan, but that, that would be my number one would be a, a signed wing Eagle by Hulk Hogan. Uh, my number two with who I think is the second greatest wrestler of all time. And that's the undertaker. Uh, I have a signed eight by 10 of the undertaker. I'm not really sure what I'd like to have signed by him. Probably, you know, one of the urns or something, but it would have to be like a real one. I don't want some cheap knockoff plastic urn that a million people have signed. I would like a, a legit ring used Paul bearer held urn. I think that would be pretty cool to have signed by the undertaker. And then Last but not least, it would have to be – it's almost like an Attitude Era type gig. I would want a Big Eagle championship belt, and I'd like to have it signed by Stone Cold Steve Austin as, you know, he obviously was the greatest of the great when it came, you know, that, that whole Attitude Era. Uh, and, and if I could get Rock included on it, that'd be pretty damn cool, but – uh, I, I, as of this time, I do not have any rock or stone cold Steve Austin merchandise or memorabilia signed. And that, that's something I need to do. I need to work on. So I, I would like to have a legit ring worn big Eagle signed by stone cold and the rock, if I could get it. But those three, those three things would be pretty damn cool. in, in my whole, you know, thinking of what I would like to have the most. Yeah, those title, those belts, these, uh, you know, as you can tell behind me, I don't, you know, own any of the belts right now, but those are something that definitely brings you back to those eras, you know, whether it be the big gold, whether it be the winged eagle, big eagle, whatever the case may be. Uh, but it's one of those things that brings you back to when you're that age and you're trying to think about when, not to say wrestling's terrible now, but when wrestling was really, really hot, was really good. And, the title that we grew up watching Hogan come to the ring with is definitely one of those that, you know, should be in everybody's collection. And I wouldn't say wrestling's terrible now. I would say their belts suck though. Yeah. So we definitely need all apartment wrestling now. I will say the belts and impact are probably my sneaky, good looking belts. If you ever look at them, um, you can go Google them right now, but even the AEW ones aren't that bad. I believe um, I'm not a big fan of the AEW world title. I think it's kind of ugly. Did um, Dave Milliken do that one? Do you know? I'm not sure. That's a Jay-Z flair question right there. So if you can shoot us a DM there at uh, Jay-Z underscore flair, follow him on Twitter. Great follow. Um, I'm pretty sure my talkings with him or Paul or somebody said that, yeah, Dave made that for, uh, for AEW at, when they when they debuted it but it might honestly it might have even been on uh one of conrad's shows too it might have been i don't even know could have been i mean i i don't mind i mean i think they have great tag team titles but that heavyweight title sucks i think but they yeah. teach their own well no and you know you look at wwe too while we're on the belt topic too is they change it so goddamn quick and often it's like stick with one and stay with it you know what i mean Bring well back i'm not a fan of i'm not a fan of wrestlers having special belts like right. the fiend thing that was that was ugly and yeah I, and i love the fiend but that was dumb you know they, they already have side plates so but i i i'm definitely just not a fan of the logo like it's the wwe logo it can be on the belt but let's have a belt i don't need a belt that is your logo that's dumb to me like let's see a real belt yeah 
Yeah, ne never really dug all that, especially with the spinner. That was strictly for Cena. But after that, after he lost it to Edge and Triple H, I'm like, you're seeing these guys come out with the spinner belt. It just doesn't make doesn't yeah, it make just sense. didn't spin anymore. But God, that belt was ugly too. The the, yeah. the spinner it it worked with Cena. Yeah, no, it did. But, I mean, but to me, like once they got to the Big Eagle, they never should have left. That's where it should have stayed. Yeah. The, the the belt that Austin got after he beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. 13 or uh, 14, excuse me, mm -hmm. you know, when they presented him with that new title, the bigger title, which he then didn't even use because he went Steve Austin title. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not a fan of custom belt. Just let's have a belt and let's rock with it. You guys, at this day and age, you do side plates, do side plates for people. Yeah. Cause but, that the one that Austin had was a smoking skull, right? Yeah. He, he, he got that. And then, it, so that was his championship. And then when he got beat or whatever, people would, bring back the the big eagle but mm -hmm. i loved that big eagle title i wish and i, I wish they'd have kept that and i think that's one of the problems is they keep jumping title to title to title to title you know oh. you have having different versions just keep one i mean just oh, right oh no and then they, they said kept this, that one that was a good one no this whole thing with the ic title too i'm like i hate this new one that they have they oh god just, it's ugly they just should have stayed and i'm not saying the thin one but i'm saying the original one that you know that cody cody Rhodes brought back the white yeah. Other with the old school looking one that you know, at, or uh, uh, Michaels and Razor fought at uh, 10 4. Mm -hmm. You know, bring that back, keep that you know, the big eagle, get that IC title, and bring back those tag titles that uh, you know, those original ones that you know, Demolition and the yes. Heart Foundation. Those are on the same page there, those are just absolutely those make the promotion, the belts make yeah. the promotion, whether you want to agree with it or not. It does, I get it though. I mean, Vince. They, they change all these belts and then they sell them. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, so no, it's, it's, it's a business, you know, they're, and I get but it. it sucks. I mean, like that U S title, I think it's God ugly. That new oh. one. Well, the whole U S title, the, the only one, the only U S title that I like was the one in WCW. That was the only I, one that I've liked. I didn't mind the last one they had with the American, the way the American flag was yeah. woven into it. I didn't mind it. And they'd kept it for a long time. And I mean, that's good, but this new one, I mean, it makes no sense. It's just weird looking. So belts are just getting weird now. It's it's not it doesn't have the same to me anymore. It's like I'm not a belt lover anymore. I'm like these things all suck. The U.S. and we'll I'll get to mine after I make this this comment is the U.S. title now looks like something that could either be on a belt buckle or it could be a hood ornament on like a Mercedes or something. It needs it looks, to be on a Buick or something. Yeah, ugly. Up that too, but uh, so my three, <clears throat> excuse me, my three Holy Grail wrestling collectibles that I want to get my hands on is the original. Uh, NWA TV title that Arn Anderson that we talked about earlier in the show to get that signed a signed uh, version of that by Arn Anderson. I've always been a fan of Arn Anderson. I've always thought that he was very, very much underrated and deserved a lot more of a, a, a title reign, whether it be the TV title, tag titles, even potentially with the heavyweight title going after Flair, who knows? But that's something that I would definitely want to, you know, put right under this, uh, this bills, my chant, my, wall of champions over here under my bills uh, sign here but the other one my second one would be the tights that edge wore at wrestlemania 17 in that tlc match in in toronto or not in toronto that was in houston uh always been a fan of edge since day one he was the first wrestler that i ever met i met him in a cracker barrel with him and al snow um always been a fan of edge. A lot of people give him, you know, don't give him the credit for that singles run that he had towards the end of his career. Thought it was kind of forced. 
I beg to differ on that, but you know, I, like I said before, always been a big fan of tag team wrestling, always been a fan of Edge and Christian as my favorite tag team, you know, not to dismiss the Dudley boys or the Hardy boys at that time, but I always dug, you know, maybe they were because they're, they're Canadian guys and I'm apparently I'm Canadian today, but um, those tights, I believe they were, I believe they're green. There's green. No, were they green or are they purple? I can't remember. One of one of those. I knew knew they're either either or. Um, and then lastly, this is going to be going to throw everybody for a loop, but I want to get Stone Cold Steve's Austin's uh, knee braces signed. I don't know <laughs> what it is. I've always it's it's that weird collectible that I've always wanted to get my hands on. I know they're probably out there, whether they be, and I'm not talking the, the gold ones towards the end there in the early 2000s during the, uh, uh, the invasion. invasion. I want to get the original ones that he first wore, the black ones, but I, with a little sil- the silver uh, sign, uh, signature on there. I don't know what it would be something different. It'd be something different. E- either that, or I even, it was, I was contemplating those or a signed, you know, the old school Bret Hart sunglasses. Ugh, hate Bret Hart. <laughs> get those, get those signed, and put those <laughs> on the on the uh, on the old uh, wall of champions back here too. But big thanks to uh, to Jay Z Flair for uh, submitting uh, that question this week. Uh, go give him a follow across uh, on on Twitter. They're at Jay Z underscore Flair. Uh, one of the um, nicest guys that you know i've ever met and i know you've met him and you've uh you've broken bread with him uh on occasion um so go give him a follow great guy yeah he's a good dude and uh he just ended his his podcast the jay-z flair show hate to see that go him and him and paulie uh you can follow paul bromwell at paulie bwell on twitter he's another great guy he was the the host of the jay-z flair show he also hosts saved by the pod uh, he's another friend of mine that I've hung out with in person as well. Uh, he's a really good dude. Those are two guys I'd do anything in the world for. Yeah, without uh, to, to uh, coin a phrase, without question. Uh, so, with that being said, it is now time for the main event. This week's winner is Mr. Dave in the QC. So, Dave, you have five minutes to. Pretty much, you have open form. Pretty much, Chad, about anything that your heart desires. We don't even need five minutes this week. It's it's plain and simple, guys. We, we kind of went over this earlier in the show. Watch wrestling and enjoy it. Not everything has to be a competition. Twitter gets ugly on Wednesdays and Thursdays with the stupidity of the Wednesday night wars between NXT and AEW, and then throwing in SmackDown and Raw ratings, and then talking about Impact or anything else. Just enjoy the damn show. NXT puts on a great product. AEW is putting on a great product. Why can't you like both? Not everything in this world is going to be a competition with everything else. If I could do anything, you know, I would love to have AEW on a different night than NXT so I could sit down and really enjoy both of them without worrying about anything else but they're both on at the same time but I like them I will start watching one I will flip to the other I will flip back to the other and vice versa 
And then usually I will go do something else because I'm married. I'm a father of two children. So I can't devote every single minute of every single day sitting on my couch watching wrestling, but I'll come back to them. You know, I'm, I'm lucky that I can work from home during this pandemic. So, you know, there's plenty of time during the day when I can always flip on the TV to catch anything I might've missed. I, I know not everybody has that luxury, but enjoy the product. Not everything is always about who wins, who loses, whatever. You know, I love AEW. I'm, I'm looking forward to going to an AEW show once, you know, fans are back in the stands and they're traveling again. You know, I, I love NXT. I've only ever been to a little NXT live event or house show, as you can say. But, you know, I, I really am looking forward to them hopefully getting on the road and traveling in front of fans again. Uh, you know, if WWE, Raw, or SmackDown ever comes to my town, I'll go. You know, I'm trying to get my daughters into wrestling. They, they, like, they like going to live events. One of them's been to a couple. They'll watch a little bit of it with me here and there. But, I mean, they're still young, but I'm trying to get them to enjoy some of the things I do so it's not always about ballet and gymnastics. You know, let's, let's go do something else. But enjoy what you have. You know, we're at a peak right now in all of our lives where we have all these amazing shows to watch that, you know, back in the day, you got a couple hours a week and that was it. You know, we're getting inundated with a ton of wrestling. Let's enjoy it. Let's stop bickering over what, you know, somebody else likes or what we like better. Just enjoy the show and stop being so damn rude about everything to everybody else. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely a good way to, you know, to kick off this main event of the first show we've, we we're doing here, Dave. Just because you know, like we said before, and it and it's it goes without saying, but we're still we still say it. You know, wrestling is literally for everybody because if you don't like one specific person wrestler, you don't like one specific type of match. There's others to watch if you're not you know not everybody's a fan of you know the cruiserweight style matches so that you can go watch the you know the strong style matches if you don't like the strong style matches you there's you know there's tag team there's women's wrestling everything in wrestling has a purpose in my eyes in my opinion uh you know another example you know you got death death match you know that's not for everybody either hardcore matches aren't for everybody but there is a certain demographic out there that likes seeing people getting beat up by light tubes or, you know, beds of nails or whatever, just, you know, to go off of what you've been saying, it's just enjoy wrestling for what it is. Like pick a couple wrestlers there. If, if you don't know what to watch, pick a couple wrestlers, whether it be like a Cody, a Dustin, uh, you know, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, whatever, pick a couple wrestlers and follow them, follow them on Twitter, follow them on Instagram, <clears throat> excuse me, and see, what they do follow them or their quote unquote everyday lives because I guarantee you that will make you fall in love with wrestling all over again. You know, and that's what this wrestling community desperately needs is for a lot of these fans that, you know, haven't watched wrestling, you know what I mean? To come back, to fall in love with wrestling again. That's what happened during those Monday Night Wars, you know what I mean, with between WCW and WWF at that time. You know, they fell in love with wrestling again. You know, when CM Punk came around, you fell in love with WWE again because he drew you in. He absolutely made you fall in love with wrestling again. And that, by all marks, is a part of a 
a, a good sign of what the wrestling business um, wrestling business is becoming, I think. With that being said, we got our final call for the week. Uh, Dave, just plug what you got, social medias, and uh, way if people can uh, stay in touch with you. Look me up on Twitter. Tell me if you think I suck. Tell me if you love me. I'm at Dave in the QC. There you go, folks. Short, simple, right to the point. That's why uh, that's why everybody loves Dave. You know, you can follow the show right here at underscore ringside rant on Twitter, on Instagram. Check out our merchandise store at uh, ringside rant dot what for apparel dot com. If there's something like I said before, if there's something that you guys want, there's you know something that's not on there. Let us know whether it be Dave or myself or whomever, uh, not whomever, strictly Dave or myself, but uh, let us know what you want. If it's something that you want, we can definitely get get to you um, as soon as possible. Go over and follow and subscribe across all your major podcasting platforms, as well as full press coverage. Go over to your iOS or Android device of choice. Download the full press coverage app. This episode will play uh, Saturdays uh, on uh, full press coverage. So that you'll not only hear it, on your podcasting a platform of choice. You also hear it at full press coverage. So there's many, many different ways you can hear both our wonderful, wonderful voices. And maybe down the road, you can obviously, you can be able to see our lovely, lovely faces down the road too. Um, and, if, and then before that, you could also get it on your shirt too. So you can wear our faces on your shirts. So with that being said, for Dave in the QC, I'm RJ. Thank you very much for tuning in this week and welcome to Ranters Nation.